Glaubens, unser Herr kommt bald. Welle des Lebens. 
Dear brothers, dear sisters, I greet you all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are grateful that also today we can hear God's word through a called man, Brother Frank. I thank the Lord that also today He will bless us. Faithful Lord, to you be the praise, honor and thanks. It is, it is only grace, nothing but grace, that we can understand the true word of God, because the Lord has given us the Spirit, to Him be the praise and the thanks, Lord Jesus. I would like to read a word, a psalm word, Psalm 145, Psalms 145, I read from verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raises up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. This word 
David wrote about 3000 years ago. Who is David? The Lord has chosen a man after his own heart. Yes, David was determined by the Lord to be king. And these words, they are still valid today. The same yesterday, today and forever. I would like to read this word from verse 18 again. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them who fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them who love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name for ever and ever. Also we would like to praise and bless the Lord now, thanking Him for this true word. Faithful Lord, to you be the praise, thanks and glory for your love, for your kindness, for all that what you have given to us. Lord Jesus, you have shown us the way. You have placed us upon this way. And I thank you that you accompany us on this way to meet you. I thank you, faithful Lord, for everything what you have done on the cross of Calvary. Faithful Lord, praise, honor and glory be to you. I thank you also. The table is prepared. We just have to take. And I thank you, faithful Lord, that you bless Brother Frank, that you anoint his lips, that your true word can bear fruit in our hearts. I thank you. The seed was sown. And I thank you that it will come up in our hearts. Faithful Lord, to you be the praise, honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, I would like to greet all of you cordially wishing all God's blessing and may all worldwide hear and believe and experience their preparation. We always have the same subject, the return of Jesus Christ and our preparation unto this glorious day. Here in Zurich, 
I have many, many memories. 60 years ago, in May 1961, I was for the first time in meetings in Zurich. Dr. Guggenbühl, who arranged the meetings in Zurich and in Karlsruhe for Brother Brenham, I met him and thus I time and again could participate in meetings and we are very grateful to the Lord. Since 1969 we had meetings on every last Sunday of a month and we look back to all these years in which God has blessed us. Then we think of the time in which we arrived now. For all, it is something new, something unusual. Meetings could no more take place. Everything became different through Corona. But we are grateful to the Lord that we can have the broadcasts. And as both is written in the book of Acts, and they gathered in the temple and from house to house, That's how it is also in our time. Many years we had meetings in the auditorium, in the white auditorium, in the Volkshaus. And now from house to house. And we are grateful to God with all our hearts that these small gatherings can also take place in Switzerland and in Austria and all over because it remains by it. Forsake not your assembling together. And the Lord knew and he said it where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The meetings are a firm part of the true believers in all peoples, tongues and nations. And so, we thank the Lord also for this testing time. Who would have thought that it would come this way? But the Lord 
has given us the promise. Behold, I am with you all the days until the end of the world. He has given us the admonition. Thank God in every situation. For thus it is right before the Lord. And so we say thanks to God also for this time in which we live now. We hear daily the news and always something happens. And especially in the recent time, the volcano. Yes, what shall one say to it? Earthquakes, famines, famines, catastrophes of every kind would take place at the end of the days at the end of the time of grace before the return of Jesus Christ. And so we are grateful to God that we may really lift up our heads and recognize that the return of the Lord is at hand. For he himself, he said it, when you see these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. And whoever reads Romans 8, or then also, takes Isaiah 30 to it that the sun will shine stronger and stronger and that nobody will change anything on the climate change or on the global warming. No man can stop what God has determined for the end time. Everything happens just as it was foretold in the scripture. Also with Israel. Dear brothers and sisters, we greeted you all worldwide here from Zurich and we are grateful to God that we recorded the sermons throughout all these years also here in Zurich and that they can be heard now worldwide just as if they would have been preached in Krefeld. If we look to Israel, then it hurts us. And then, even if it is about Jerusalem, 
Brothers and sisters, the Lord God, shortly, He will manage all things Himself. He will finish the church. He will return. And then He will finish His work with Israel. And afterward, with all the world when all the nations will pilger to Jerusalem to hear the word of the Lord. So, once again, grateful that we, based upon Bible prophecy, can recognize the time in which we live and can address the last message to the true believers. Yes, we have to address it. For thus it is written, John the Baptist had the divine message and prepared a people to the Lord. In the same way, it is in our time. Brother Brenham was commissioned to bring the biblical message the original, the doctrine of the Apostles, everything as it was taught and practiced 2,000 years ago, everything was restored and the Church of Jesus Christ is now brought back into the Word because only He who is in the Word of God He is in the will of God. Our doctrine, our life, our walk, everything must agree with the Word of God. And for this, the Lord took care for it. Let us go briefly back to the word of introduction, which Brother Keller has read. Please, we read Psalms 145, verse 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Praise the Lord! The word and the term grace, gracious, Praise the Lord. Beginning with Abraham, all who experienced God, they found grace before God. 
The New Testament begins with that that Mary found grace with God so that the promise could become true that the Son of God can be born. Whom God is gracious, to him he is gracious. And as Moses has said, if I have found grace in thy sight, then let me know thy ways. We live in the time of grace. The New Testament begins with grace, with grace, with the time of grace, and ends with the time of grace. Whoever finds grace before God now, he hearkens to that what the Spirit has to say through the Word to the Church. And this must be emphasized in all seven church age messages in Revelation 2 and 3 the promise is only addressed to them who found grace in the sight of God and who have hearkened to that what the Spirit has to say to the churches. According to the word, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. The word is today just as important, just as true. He who found grace with God hearkens to that what God has to say to us now through His Word. All can read this psalm again and thank the Lord for it. Let us read the next two verses. Psalms 145, verse 13 and 14. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in His words and holy in all His doings. Praise the Lord. Faithful is God in all His words and holy in all His doings. A German Bible. What do we want more? God watches over His Word to fulfill it. He waits for it that we believe His Word, His promises, so that He can fulfill them on us. 
Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. John the Baptist began his proclamation, The kingdom of God is at hand. In the same way, our Lord said it, The kingdom of God and the grace of God which was given to us is therein that we may recognize what God does in His kingdom and His church is now the kingdom of God on earth. The kingdom of God is not a natural kingdom. This is not in the USA or somewhere. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God has forged ahead and the church is the firm part of the kingdom of God and is in the kingdom of God in whom the Lord alone has the rulership in the church of the living God. Nobody has a say. Only the Lord God has the right and everything what is ordained for the church he let it be established in his word and that's how it is written our Lord says even today I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it The Lord didn't say, I will build 350 Christian denominations. No. He has said, I will build my church. He redeemed his church. He shed his precious and holy blood on the cross of Calvary. We don't belong to ourselves anymore, but to the Lord, who purchased us through His blood. Our sin and guilt He has forgiven. Forgiveness and reconciliation He has given us. Yes, he who believes in the Son of God, he has eternal life. Not just a faith which hangs in the air, but that faith in the Son of God who died on the cross of Calvary, who has given his life who has made the new covenant with us, the true faith 
does not hang in the air. It has a reference point. And for this, we are grateful with all our heart. And our Lord also said, He who believes on me, as the scripture says, Dear brothers and sisters, I say it in the name of our beloved Lord. This is the very last phase in the time of grace. Let yourselves be corrected. Come back. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And let only that be valid in your life what is written in the Word of God. Let us read some other scriptures, please. 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. This scripture must be read, must be read in every sermon. It must go through our marrow and bone, through soul, body and spirit. Beloved, right now, that it doesn't turn out that somebody would be left behind at the return of the Lord. How often we said it already in our sermons. The main task is now to present to the Lord a well-prepared people and to say, here we are. All of us, we know that the Lord will fulfill His promise. We all know that He will return in the same way we know what is written in Matthew 25. The wise virgins went in to the marriage supper. The foolish were left behind. Who can imagine to be left behind at the return of the Lord? To have believed in vain, brothers and sisters, this last proclamation 
must lead us to a life that is well-pleasing to God, that we really have no resistance in us, and that we let every word of God be valid and true, that all brothers let be true what God said to them in his word. All sisters and what was said to all the ministries, no matter what we were told in the word, please believe every word with all your heart. And then it will be revealed to you in the right way, in the right context. In many sending, in many broadcasts, we spoke about it. How, how important it is that what is written to bring it into the right context to divide it rightly. And therefore, we are so grateful to God that God has sent Brother Brenham in our time to really bring us back from all error, from all heresies, from all interpretations, or everything that does not agree with God's word to bring us back to the original doctrine of the apostles. May I mention here one or two examples? All of us, we know what is written in Matthew 28, verse 19 that we shall preach the gospel, that we shall teach the nations, and that we should baptize them into the name of the Father, or in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And what was made out of it? the most terrible misunderstanding that exists on a religious level on this earth. And why? Because the gentlemen did not understand at all what was written here. They just simply made a formula out of it in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But what matters here to our Lord? And baptize them into the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It is just one name in which God revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
It is certainly not about the three titles, but about the name, about the name, and baptize them into the name. Of course, the Trinitarian theologians, they just repeated it like a formula. Whoever reads it up in the original text, He will find it, of course, and baptize them into my name and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So, not a formula as it was used since the year 321. And later on, up into our time, it is still used and is not found in the Bible. Not a single time. Absolutely. It's not found a single time. No prophet, no apostle, no man of God has ever used the formula in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But everything what is part of the occultism, whether table-turning, whatever, it is being done in this formula. All lodges, everything what is being done in this formula has nothing to do with God at all. And therefore, we must read the Holy Scripture once more and see how Peter baptized. Acts 2, verse 38. There he spoke out the name in which God revealed himself to us as Father in heaven, in his only begotten Son on earth, and through the Holy Spirit in the church. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's how it was written down, namely in view of the remission of sins, which happened by the blood which was shed. And let us go through the whole book of Acts. Philip baptized in chapter 8 in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it goes on in chapter 10, on and on, up to chapter 19, up to Romans 6. All in fact, all who were baptized in the New Testament during the time of the Apostles, whether Jews, whether Greek, whether Gentiles, whether in Jerusalem, whether in Caesarea, whether in Philippi, 
wherever, whether in Ephesus, wherever it was, all were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, to me was nothing left when I heard of Brother Brenham this exposition about the Godhead and about the water baptism that I was rebaptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1948, I became a believer in the Baptist Church. I was baptized in the titles. But then came the hour of enlightenment, of revelation, of the insight, of the correction. And so, I'm so grateful to the Lord. And all who are called out now, they must let themselves be corrected and they must believe with all their heart, as the scripture says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I could say even more, whoever speaks with a Baptist preacher and just says the quoted scripture from the book of Acts 2 who presents it repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins then ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit until this very day they believe in the Baptist Church that at the same point of time of water baptism one has received the, spirit, the, the baptism in the, in the Spirit because it is written and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, he who is baptized receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, in all these churches, who have this doctrine, there is no prayer for receiving the Spirit baptism. They just believe this is written like this and it happened like this. Instead of going back to the book of Acts, to chapter 8, Philip baptized, but the people were not baptized in the Spirit. Peter and John had to come from Jerusalem to pray for them who were already baptized in water that they would receive the Holy Spirit. My God, for how long do the people want to take only one scripture? 
When will they take every scripture that belongs to a subject and then giving God the glory? We could, we could go here into all the various teachings which all refer to the Bible, referring to this verse or that verse. But all but are leaving out all the other scriptures and not adding them. Oh, how grateful we can be that God has given grace. Paul in Acts 19, he asked the believers who already at the time of John the Baptist, they believed. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? And you all know what is written there. So, brothers and sisters, lest any of us turns out that he doesn't let himself be placed biblically, that he doesn't let himself be corrected. Whoever does not face now the biblical correction, whoever does not humble himself under the mighty hand of God, whoever does not lay his will into the will of God, whoever does not lay aside all unbiblical teachings and lets himself be placed biblically, brothers and sisters, this will be with those who lacked the oil of the Spirit. And let us say it in, with pain in our hearts. What good is it for all the millions who believe that they received the Holy Spirit at the water baptism if none of them has the gifts of the Spirit when no one of them has the fruit of the Spirit, what good is to them a theoretical faith if it is not in conformity with the deed? We see it in the New Testament in the Church. What all who received the Holy Spirit, what is connected with it, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit with all the nine gifts of the Spirit, with all the nine fruits of the Spirit, with everything what belongs to the nature and ministry of Jesus Christ, who continues His ministry through the Church. And therefore, in all the churches, it doesn't speak of all of all the of apostles and prophets as in the epistles of the New Testament because the things are not there. But we are now in the time of the restoration not only doctrinally but in the deed 
There must be a restoration that everything in the church of the living God is in such a way as it was at the beginning. Let us read another scripture. We read from Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, lest any of you turns out to be left behind. Once again the emphasis to this very important thought we have the promise to enter the rest of God from all our own works we have come to a rest and we may rest in God by his grace and all of us who we believe God's promises For this time, yes, all together, all the promises, we are children of promise and receive the spirit of promise who leads us into all truth. May with no one of us whether here in Zurich, whether in Switzerland, whether in Austria, in all neighboring countries, in all of Europe, all over the earth, in all peoples and tongues, may with no one of us who believes now the last message may not turn out that he is left behind. May all being brought back into the obedience because faith and obedience belong together since the days of Abraham. The same Abraham who believed the promise which God gave him, the same Abraham was obedient and was ready to sacrifice his son as an offering. We, who we believe now with all our hearts, we want to be obedient and also our bodies, all our being, we want to lay it upon the altar of God. Not only in faith, but also be found in obedience when the Lord returns to take his own home. One more scripture. We read 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge 
the quick and the dead, at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant, in season or out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Thanks be to the Lord for the apostles who already then had to write down under the leading and inspiration of the Holy Spirit what applies for all of the time of grace but especially in our time and because this word of the Lord was called out to me I have a very special responsibility before the Lord to preach the pure, holy, unfallible word of God. Now, it will be 70 years in which I preach the word. With 17, at the age of 17, I started to preach. It was just so mighty. I cannot explain to anyone. But the word of the Lord was so precious unto me since my childhood. I had such a respect before the word of God. But now, coming to the point, what is it about today? Is it about that we judge and criticize others? No! No! It is about that we preach God's holy word in truth. And today, all can tap a few keys. They can look up precisely what happened in the year 310 when the mother of Constantine came to Jerusalem. They can read precisely what happened 321, what happened 325, what happened 385. All just need to tap a few keys. And recently I spoke with a brother and I asked him, just tap a few keys and ask, What are the names of the three daughters of Allah? And he says, one moment please. And he, he, he reads, the first one was called Lat, the second was called Ozar, the third was called Manet. Today, one just needs to press a few buttons. No one needs to stay behind the moon 
And we are grateful to God with all our hearts that we have been brought back, that we have to put the weight on that what God has to say to us in this time. All can believe what they like and they will have to give an account on the last judgment. This is not our task to judge. We don't judge anyone in any religion. This God will do at the last judgment. But it remains our task to preach the Holy Word at the end of the time of grace. And just be honest now. Even it is said now in the news that we live in the end time that they remind on the apocalypse that they remind on the chapters of the book of Revelation people realize that everything has become different and everything will still become much more different and that the people will be fainting from fear in expectation of the things that will still be coming. We arrived at the end of the end time and we are grateful that the last message in this time of confusion found approval with millions of people in all peoples and tongues. God has given me the grace. I don't know if it is 165 or as Brother Tati counted whether it's 170 countries which I visited personally to bring the word. But now in all peoples and tongues and nations all can join online All can hear and all, all can have part in that what God is doing right now. Let us listen to another scripture. We read from 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also, who love his appearing. Praise the Lord. Also this scripture, one can read every time anew, not only the preacher but all who believed the preaching 
they will be part of it at the return of the Lord. And brothers and sisters, it's not easy for me to emphasize it time and again because <laughs> to many it gives a hard time to believe that a normal human being who sits here, a brother Frank, can say, the Lord spoke to me with a loud voice. I've really no reason to tell you stories. And if I think about it, that the Lord could even say details. Yes, he said it. What should be done? Not only at that time, when I was in that little office on Lech Street, number 7, and coming with a ticket in the pocket, coming into this little office. And I just made two or three steps and from the window the mighty voice came. My servant cancel the trip to India. This is as true, as true as every word in the Bible. And I had the ticket in my pocket from the travel agency and I wanted to fly on that Friday. You cannot imagine what goes on in such moments. And I was so foolish. I went outside. I sat into my car and I drove to the forest and prayed and wept. And I said, Lord, the gatherings are arranged in all the cities. The people wait for it that I come. Can, can I not travel so foolish a man can be? And I tell you what happened when I returned and again I stepped into the same room don't ask me with what kind of vehemence the Lord spoke for the second time but no more the addressing my servant but only loudly he said cancel the trip to India. I knew what I had to do. Brothers and sisters, how many examples I could give here where the Lord has given di direct instructions and we are grateful to the Lord God with all our hearts that he not only spoke to the prophets and apostles but also in our time to Brother Brenham 
who had a unique ministry. He was prophet. He was a seer. God showed him in visions what it's about, who the sick are, what kind of afflictions they have. He was a man sent from God with a special commission, with a special gift. Me, the Lord called to preach His word, to go from city to city. And I can tell you where it happened. Louisan Street, 160, on the second floor, right at the window. From there came the voice of the Lord. My servant, your time for this city will soon be over. I will send you to other cities to preach my word. And already I collapsed and, and I fell over to my left side. Brothers and sisters, I could bring you to every place and say, here it happened. The Lord stood there when he said this and that. Don't ask me. It was not my decision, but I'm grateful to the Lord God that I witnessed the ministry of Brother Brenham personally for ten years. And because we speak right now from Zurich, Let me say the following. On the 3rd of December 1962, when I had the conversation with Brother Brenham concerning the 2nd of April 1962, because it was also spoken of food and, and famine, And there, no famine came, and I was sad. I wanted to have an answer. And now came Monday, the 3rd of December, 1962. <laughs> and firstly, Brother Brenham looks at me and says, How is Brother Guggenbühl in Switzerland? How are the brethren in Zurich? Just imagine, on the 3rd of December 1962, at the beginning of the conversation, and the second, how is Brother Müller in Karlsruhe? Because there was the meeting or the meetings in Germany. Brothers and sisters, We are just human beings. But God ordains the one for that task and the other one he ordains for the other task. Let us summarize. We are still living in the time of the Bible. We are living in the time in which Jesus Christ is still the same. 
by setting into the church by letting happen what he promised in his word and always before promises are coming to fulfillment God sends someone to announce the promises so that one is connected with the preaching and with the fulfillment. At that time, John the Baptist could say to his multitude, I baptize you with water unto repentance. He who comes after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And what happened on the day of Pentecost? On Pentecost, the spirit baptism happened before the water baptism. Yes. Oh, how grateful we can be for the precious and holy word. Dear brothers and sisters, I have to come to a close. I'm grateful, grateful with all my heart that we may now experience the finishing made happen that there is no own will anymore, no own way, no own doctrine, no own interpretation especially with all ministering brethren all over the earth that no one comes up with specialities but that all preach balanced the full gospel the full salvation and to bring the biblical message to the people of God, crystal clear, and that the Lord himself, as he promised, he himself will finish his started work of redemption with power. It will take place that the Spirit of God will work in a mighty way in the cold out separated who are consecrated to the Lord who are in, who are in faith and obedience in the, in the prepared bride he will give such a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we are all included into the last move thanking the Lord, thanking the Lord that we found grace with God. Please, dear brothers and sisters, thank God, say thanks to God, say it in the singular, dear Lord, I thank you that I found grace in thy sight. He lets us know His ways, His promises, everything He revealed to us, to Him, the only God, be the thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
To him be the praise. And please believe what we read. Not only I, Paul, that's how he wrote, but all who love his appearing. We love the Lord and we wait in love for the appearing. And may God's well-pleasing rest upon us. And then when he comes, hear the call and experience the rapture. The blessing of the Almighty God rests upon all of you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Nimm getrost den Urwald.